Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, BC. In this program, we all discover jazz old and new together. We'll listen to a wide variety of jazz styles and I'll present different topics, giving ideas as to what we can listen for to enhance our experience. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. This week, six more compositions that jazz players like to play and a few tidbits of information about each one. Let's start today's episode with a smile.
Aren't those great harmonies and lovely voices? The arranger and bass voice is Ben Brom. Soprano, Aaron Bentledge. The alto singer is Inthia Carney. And tenor, Kenton Chen. The song was written by the great silent film comedian Charlie Chaplin in 1936 for his film Modern Times. Charlie Chaplin ended up composing the scores to most of his silent films, much of them he would play play the piece on the cello, and because he couldn't read musical notation, he engaged different arrangers and orchestrators to notate it. Smile was originally an instrumental, and the lyrics came later. So, let's play an instrumental version of the same tune, introduced to me by a Victoria pianist named Ken Sademan. No relation, at least we don't think. Delightful piano by... Alan Pasqua, one of Ken's favorite jazz musicians, with Derek Oles and uh, Derek Oles on bass and Peter Erskine drums. Smile.
from 2005, an album called My New Old Friend, Alan Pasqua, Smile. Next, let's move on to Duke Ellington and Caravan, now one of the most commonly played compositions. The first recording of it was credited to Ellington's trombonist, Juan Teasel. Later recordings would credit Teasel, Ellington, and Mills. The main theme was composed by Juan Teasel, and a year before Duke recorded it, it was recorded by Barney Biggard and his Jazzopators. That was in 1936, with Duke Ellington and Juan Teasel as part of the band. Teasel sold the tune to Irving Mills for $25, although later, when it became such a huge hit, Mills did give him a cut of the royalties. The reason the tune is so popular probably has a lot to do with the fact that it's so much fun to jam to. It has a modal bass staying on the same chord for long periods of time, and this is well before modal jazz became so popular. Let's hear that first version of it from 1936. Thank you. 
the original version of Caravan from 1936 by Barney Biggard and his jazz syncopators. With Biggard on clarinet, Duke Ellington piano, Cootie Williams on trumpet, the trombone of composer Juan Teasel, Harry Carney is on baritone sax, bassist is Billy Taylor, and Sonny Greer on drums. Here's another version by percussionist Ed Graham with Earl Hines on piano and bassist Wesley Brown from 1978.
a pretty wild version of Caravan, Ed Graham with Earl Hines. Today, I'm featuring six compositions that jazz musicians like to play, and that one is one of the most popular. It's understandable why. It's not hard to play, and you can do a lot with it. This next one is rather surprising that it's so popular. Not that it's not a great tune, it is, but it was written as a motion picture theme and may not have been so popular as a jazz tune if pianist Bill Evans hadn't performed it so many times. The Days of Wine and Roses was written by Henry Mancini for a motion picture in the early 60s that was all about addiction, in this case alcohol addiction, and it ended up being performed many times by Bill Evans during his final days before drugs claimed him at the age of 51, and by Canadian guitarist Lenny Bro, who battled addiction for many years before his death at the age of 43. Here's one of Lenny Bro's recordings of this tune from the Five O'Clock Bells album of 1979, Days of Wine and Roses.
Lenny Bro. Let's stay with Canadian musicians playing that delightful Henry Mancini composition. From Toronto, here's pianist Roby Botosh with Mike Downs on bass and Larnell Lewis drums from his Old Soul album of 2018, The Days of Wine and Roses.
the great pianist, Roby Botash, The Days of Wine and Roses. How about a vocal now? Be when you speak love How summer day with us away Too soon, too soon Speak low When you speak love Our moment is swift Like ships adrift We are swept apart Too soon Speak low Darling, speak low Love is a spark Lost in the dark Too soon, too soon I feel Wherever I go That tomorrow is near Tomorrow is here And always too soon Time is so old And love so Love is pure gold and timelessly. We are late, darling, we are late. The curtain descends, everything ends. Too soon, too soon, I wait, darling, I wait. Will you speak love to me, speak love to me, and soon? That's the original version of that tune that has become a jazz standard, sung by the writer of the melody, Kurt Weill, in 1942. Speak Low. Kurt Weill was most famous for the Three Penny Opera, which he wrote with Bertolt Brecht. Now, for this particular composition, Speak Low, the lyrics were by that very famous writer of humorous and often nonsensical verses, Ogden Nash. He wrote verses like, If called by a panther, don't answer. Who wants my jellyfish? I'm not sellyfish. And since the song consists of short, choppy phrases, Nash's lyrics fit well. He even uses quotes from Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing, where one character says, Speak low if you speak love. Now, one can find over 500 versions of that tune, many of them played by great jazz musicians, such as Jerry Mulligan, Bill Evans, Sarah Vaughan, and it's still just as popular today as it ever was. When I'm looking for a good vocal interpretation of a standard, I find I never go wrong with Tony Bennett. Here he is with Nora Jones from one of his duets albums. Uh, This is from 2011, Speak Low. Time is so old and love so brief. Love is pure gold. Time. A thief. Speak low. 
our summer's day with us away too soon too soon speak low when you speak loud our moment is swift like ships adrift swept apart too soon Love is a spark lost in the dark. Too soon, too soon. I think wherever I go, that tomorrow's near. Tomorrow is here and always too soon. Time is so Pure gold and time to thief. Bennett with Nora Jones. Next, a Miles Davis tune. Well, maybe not. Give a listen to this. this Mm -hmm. 
same tune, right? Except that the first tune that I played is the Miles Davis Quintet from 1954, with a tune that he supposedly wrote called Solar. The second one I played was a 1946 recording that was found on an acetate disc in the Library of Congress 50 years after that Miles Davis recording. It uh, was called Sunny, S-O-N-N-Y, although the printing on the acetate disc looks more like S-U-N-N-Y. It's by a guitarist named Chuck Wayne, well-known in many jazz circles, but certainly not as successful as Miles Davis. Chuck Wayne had written it as an homage to trumpeter Sonny Berman, who's also playing on that recording. But the fact that this recording exists, and that it was made eight years prior to Miles Davis performing the tune and claiming authorship, casts a lot of doubt on Miles Davis's authorship of this very often played jazz standard. This is ironic, especially since the notes to Solar the musical notes are inscribed on Miles Davis's tombstone. The only difference between Solar and Sonny are that Solar's first chord is a minor, while Sonny's is a major, and the turnaround is a bit different. Interestingly, even before the acetate was discovered in 2004, it was well known in some circles that Chuck Wayne was the composer. In a jazz, cyclop- a jazz encyclopedia under the name of Chuck Wayne, it stated, he performed and recorded with Woody Herman, and while with Herman, composed Sonny, which Miles Davis later appropriated and claimed as, own, as his own composition under a new title, Solar. Unquote. This story is circulated for years, but only a few have heard the song Sonny is recorded by Wayne and friends, at least not until now. Miles himself only recorded Solar once in 1954 on an album called Walkin', and you heard an excerpt from that. It's a delightful little tune. And here's a modern version from 2019 by Japanese saxophonist Hizatsugu Suzuki with his trio, Solar. Thank you. 
Suzuku, Suzuki, pardon my pronunciation, with an interesting and lovely version of Solar. That's with Jun Miyakawa on keyboard and Deriki Hara drums. The final tune on this week's program is the ubiquitous Stella by Starlight. This is one of those tunes that for the longest time I would hear play at a jam session, and it would sound so familiar and I'd have to ask somebody what it was. I think I can identify it now, however... It's a love song that jazz musicians constantly play at jams, concert, concerts, recordings, etc. And it was taken from a 1944 horror movie called The Uninvited, written by Victor Young. Here's an excerpt from the film. Won't you play something? It's about time you asked me that. Just a second. You made that up? Yes. But you must be brilliant. Oh, dazzling. People have to wear sunglasses. What's it called? It's a serenade. The Stella by Starlight. You mean this Stella? Mm-hmm. But it's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Is it? Please go on. You see, this is the only way I can paint you. Some black keys and some white. Fingers that are much too clumsy. But you're in it somehow. It's gone awfully sad. Why have you changed it? Just came out that way. is it, Stella? You're trembling. Oh, I was wicked. How could I ever have laughed in her house? But it's my house now. Pam's and mine. But she was so young and she died so cruelly. Stella! I'm gonna have to watch that movie sometime. I find that the best way to recognize what is supposed to be a well-known jazz tune, um, it's easiest if it has words, and I can hear some of those words in my head. Stella by Starlight is usually done as an instrumental, but there are a few great vocal versions. Here's one of them from 1955, Anita O'Day with the Oscar Peterson Quartet with Herb Ellis on guitar, Ray Brown bass, and Milt Holland drums. Stella by Starlight. The song a robin sings through years of endless spring the murmur of a brook at even time 
the ripples of a nook where two lovers hide a great symphonic theme that Stella by starlight and not the dream my heart and I agree She's everything a girl could be The song a robin sings Through all the years and endless springs The murmur of a brook at eventide The ripples of a nook Where to love aside a great symphonic theme that still by starlight and not a dream my heart and I agree she's everything a girl could be Let's hear an instrumental version of Stella by Starlight to take us home. Guitarist Jim Hall with Carl Perkins Piano and Red Mitchell Bass from 1957. You've been listening to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan. Thank you to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this. Tune in again next week. And please, if you like this program, post a comment on the iTunes site or whatever site in which you listen to podcasts. Bye for now. Bye for now.